Welcome to a very special series of ESA Explores. On the 31st of March 2021, the European Space Agency opened applications for its first astronaut selection in over a decade. In this series, we delve a bit deeper into the role and the attributes of ESA astronauts with a few of the people who know them best. Along the way, we discover there are so many different opportunities to work in space exploration, and there's no one linear pathway to getting there. We hope you enjoy this journey behind the scenes, and if you are applying to ESA's astronaut selection, we wish you best of luck. You'll find everything you need to know online at esa.int slash yourwaytospace. I'm Ali Kohler, Stephen Ennis is on the sound desk, and this is ESA Explores. What better way to start a series about astronaut selection than with ESA's Director of Human and Robotic Exploration, David Parker. David took up his role in April 2016 and has a background in aeronautics and astronautics. That's why his answer to our first question took me a little bit by surprise. Thanks for coming on the podcast and talking to us about the astronaut selection today. I just want to start with one question, and that is, did you ever want to be an astronaut yourself? That's a great question. And actually, the answer has always been no. I've always been more interested in building the rockets than flying on them. But I've been interested in space flight since I was a kid. I'm old enough to six years old is when the Apollo moon landings were. I built toy rockets, flown toy rockets, and always wanted to be trying to make it happen. But I have enormous respect for the astronauts themselves, having worked with them over the past few years in this, this job, which is an amazing job. It is an incredible job. And why is ESA now seeking new astronauts? So the timing of astronaut recruitment seems a bit random. Is there a rhyme or reason to when we ask for new astronauts? Well, the last selection for new astronauts, which started in 2008, was the first undertaken when we had a unified astronaut corps within ESA. Before that, there had been national astronauts, and they were brought together. And at that time, the only real opportunities were to fly on the International Space Station, to fly missions up to the ISS, work there, and come back again. And that group of astronauts that we selected and recruited in 2009 uh, have now been undertaking at least one mission to the International Space Station, and some of them are making a second mission. But now we have, we're entering a new decade of Europe's exploration of space. And not only will we continue to live and work in low Earth orbit aboard the space station for uh, perhaps another 10 years, uh, we have concrete opportunities to fly our astronauts to new destinations and the next place where we'll live and work, that's the moon. And so uh, now is a good time to refresh, as it were, the group of astronauts that we have, to train a new generation to work on the ISS and to keep our eyes on the prize of living and working on the lunar gateway, then the moon, and who knows, one day the surface of Mars. And that's our horizon goal of our human exploration program. It's certainly an exciting time for human exploration. So you did touch on it a little bit there, but I was wondering how the new recruits fit in with the existing astronaut corps. This new group of astronauts will help keep the astronaut corps at full strength by the time the recruitment process, the basic training, and then the mission-specific training is completed. We're talking about uh, 2024, 2025. 
And therefore, our current group of astronauts will have, still have missions in front of them to the ISS. Uh, and maybe some of them will make the first mission to the gateway. But because we've got more science to do, particularly uh, in low Earth orbit, we have new crew vehicles flying up to the ISS uh, with four seats instead of three. There are more opportunities to live and work at the space station. Uh, and we still have uh, perhaps the possibility to fly one of our astronauts to the Chinese space station in due course. And who knows what other opportunities will come along in the future. So uh, we need to ensure our astronaut corps is at full strength and we're preparing for the future. And so that's the reason for starting this recruitment campaign right now. One of the new elements of this astronaut recruitment process is not only to select four career astronauts, four or five career astronauts, um, but to have a, uh, a group of reserve astronauts to keep us going into the future. And one of the things we want to do this time is investigate the possibility of recruiting at least one astronaut with some sort of physical disability. And then alongside that, we want to examine the feasibility of uh, flying such an astronaut on a useful mission to the International Space Station. Uh, this hasn't been considered or attempted before. And, but for me, it's something really important because the uh, European astronauts represent the best of Europe. They represent an inspiration to the next generation, whether they're scientists or medics or engineers. There could be an excellent scientist, medic or engineer who happens to have a physical disability. And so I feel it's a, a real duty of ESA to explore the possibility of uh, flying somebody with a physical disability who's overcome perhaps many challenges already in their lives to face the even bigger challenge of becoming an astronaut. And so this is a new part of this particular astronaut recruitment campaign. And it's something we haven't done before, but I think it's really exciting and I think it's really timely. So uh, we don't know, we're starting on a journey of exploration. We can't say exactly how it's going to turn out, um, but we think it's definitely worth trying uh, to do something really challenging and new within our ESA program. So why is it important? We're also encouraging, strongly encouraging women to apply. We're encouraging everyone to apply who might have the skills or backgrounds that could make a real contribution as an astronaut for ESA. So why is it important that we have people from all kinds of backgrounds or a diverse group of people in our astronaut corps? Well, we need the very best people to become astronauts. They may have very, very many different backgrounds. They may have a background in a particular profession, but the, we really want the astronaut corps to be representative of Europe as a whole, uh, and therefore a good representation across uh, all of the different countries of ESA, of different genders, uh, of different professions, uh, and different ages is also all important. We can only choose the very best, and the very best may have a really diverse background. And it's important not to think that we're just looking for people with the right stuff just only test pilots, perhaps, but they might be uh, people that have a fantastic career in science, a career in uh, medical, medical world, or any other area where they can bring their skills, because exploration uh, needs all of these different skills. As we look forward to exploring the moon, we need scientists, geologists, planetary physicists, but also people who can support and develop the, uh, the people as they go forward. And they, beyond their career as an astronaut, there may be other opportunities to work with ESA in the long term. One day, they might be the director of human and robotic exploration. Who knows? 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. And there are so many diverse careers within ESA. It's not until you you get inside that you just realize how broad a space career can be. And it's certainly interesting and exciting. We talk about encouraging the very best people to apply, and those people could be from all kinds of different backgrounds. In your perspective, are there certain attributes that we're looking for? So to become an astronaut, first of all, you've got to have the intellectual ability, but also the mental resilience to face the challenges ahead. Uh, the training is very, very intensive. It's lengthy, demanding. Um, you have to be somebody who can work as, as part of a team. And different times when you're an astronaut, you may be a leader, you may be directing others, but you also need to be able to switch to be a follower, to take your orders and directions from those around you, not only the other astronauts, but the people in mission control, the engineers and scientists who you're working with. So uh, you need to have a tremendous understanding of other people. So it's also the soft skills we're looking for as much as the uh, technical skills. We can train you with the technical skills, but somehow those experience of life is something that's also really important. And so there, in my experience, all of the astronauts are extraordinary people but they bring their own personalities and characteristics to the different challenges. And uh, it's great to see them working together, I can tell you. So on that note, do you have any final words of advice for people who might be looking to apply through this upcoming campaign? So do I have words of advice for somebody thinking of applying? Well, the first thing is if you think you want to do this, then have a go. It's nothing to be lost from trying. And in so doing, you might learn a lot more about ESA, European Space Agency, as an organization as a whole. And perhaps there are other opportunities that might come forward, uh, maybe a future astronaut corps, maybe one, you're a lawyer, maybe you're a scientist, maybe you're a medic. There could be some great opportunities to work in the organization uh, from the inside. And it's an exciting career prospect, even if you don't make that fantastic opportunity of being an astronaut. If you don't succeed first time, try, try, try again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for that, David Parker. We're going to cover a few of those careers throughout this series. So stay tuned and you can hear what other ways you contribute can contribute to Europe's vision and human space exploration. So thank you very much for your time. It was great to talk to you. Good luck. To find out more about ESA's 2021 astronaut selection, visit the website esa.int slash your way to space. That's your way to space. Thanks for listening to ESA Explores. If you have any feedback or ideas for future episodes of the podcast, don't hesitate to get in touch via Twitter at ESA Spaceflight using the hashtag ESA Explores.